Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. G'day everyone, welcome to a special, do we say anything other than a special, I think they're all very special editions of the Market Watch podcast, it's proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au, home of the best of the best multis. Wow, we have caught our breath, but only just, we're recording late in the week, it's a Friday, but that's because we needed recovery time after one of the most spectacular NRL Grand Finals in history. Tell you what, the NRLW Grand Final wasn't far behind it as well. A day of ups and downs. For the number seven seed up there at topsport.com.au, Tristan Merlihan. A day of ups, I think, from Jared Condon from readingtheplay.com.au. How are you, gentlemen? Yes, very, very good, Jimmy. And you're right. What a what a grand final. Grand finals we had. They were uh, some uh, fantastic viewing, uh, edge of the seat stuff. And Penrith, they just showed that you can never count them out, no matter how far back they are. And uh, Brisbane, they'll be lamenting one that might have got away. And... Uh, yeah, we've, uh, we'll look forward to dissecting all of that and chatting about what's coming up. Well, I think it is pretty special, Jimmy, because we might have witnessed, which we're probably about to talk about in length, one of the all-time ever great grand finals. Uh, absolutely yeah. intriguing, just a fantastic contest. And um, what about Mr Merlihan? I mean, he's waltzing around in five-star accommodation in Sydney and you know, the Titans nearly got there, but he did witness his childhood team in the Panthers come back with one of the most amazing grand final wins. Uh, so I was just waiting to see the photos of the kickback because we saw all the Titans gear. I just wanted to see if he took a little backpack to the ground and pulled out the Panthers jumper for the, the uh, big presentations. There was speculation, a lot of discussion over uh, if there was a another jersey in the backpack, but no, I did... Uh... I did stay loyal to the Titans throughout the course of the uh, the, the course of the day, but uh, it's amazing uh, the honesty of uh, seven-year-olds uh, when huh. everyone in, in the Titans group was a bit disappointed about the outcome and everyone was trying to cheer themselves up. Uh, Miss Robin Merlin happy to say, "Well, we came." All- <laughs> they played very well, Tristan, and and they were in that game for a long, long time. And, uh, uh, you know, even, um, what, you know, what less than 10 minutes to go. And, you know, it took a really high-quality game from, you know, the Knights, um, you know, outstanding star and yeah, captain. She just uh, absolutely killed them when it mattered, didn't she? Oh, she did, absolutely. And and it was a fantastic game. And I think the improvement the Titans had throughout the course of the year to get themselves into that position where, yeah, they were only, uh, you know, 10 minutes away from, from claiming the title. They'll be in a great spot to go one step further next year and uh, great atmosphere. And uh, yeah, as you say, the, the, it was, it was, a, it was just a great day overall. Uh, I couldn't fault the, the entirety of the day and the atmosphere in that crowd throughout the whole period we were there it was fantastic. Oh, and it came through loud and clear. I mean, Jimmy, were you there uh, calling the game? Calling the game uh, from inside a corporate box. So um, fantastic atmosphere, albeit uh, insulated a little with the glass, but we had the door open. I'll tell you what was interesting. We had the Broncos directors in the box next door to us. Dave Donahue was in there and cheering home his Broncos at 24 points to eight. I swear to God, I almost said to Mark Spud Carroll in the call team, go and get Dave Donahue because I want to speak to the CEO of the Broncos 
just um, before we go off air, having won the grand final. Uh, and I thought, oh, might go now. Maybe you just never know what happens. And next thing you know, um, a masterclass from Nathan Cleary. By the way, can I also say how important Jack Cogger was and coming onto that field and giving Cleary the freedom to roam, two passes wide, straightening the attack and also taking on the um, the line at a much greater speed than someone say an Isaiah Yo does. So led directly to that Cleary break for the Leota try, uh, had an impact around the field as well. But I don't know, boys, as far as grand finals go, where do we rank this one? It's, you know, 89, 97, 2015. In years to come, they'll be talking about 2023. Well, I think you look at it a couple of ways. Obviously, the um, you know the Panthers flew home, and 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 you know just in the way they came back, it's, it's got to be up there in one of the well, one of the biggest comebacks in all time. But not just that, the first half where it was a really really tight contest, um, I think that's almost been forgotten in the uh, with the comeback in play. Like obviously eight six at half time. I remember looking up at the clock at the thirty minute mark, and I thought they'd been going for five or six minutes. It was just a rapid quick game of football and high quality and and to have, you know, almost two halves of football that was so different where it was free-flowing in the second half where, you know, Brisbane jumped out to that big lead and Penrith had to chase them down. But then the first half was completely opposite. So I think just the way the the, the game unfolded, I think it's got to be right up there with one of the best. Yeah, I agree. I, I was at the ground in 89 and, you know, I, I've always rated that game as... Um, you know, not only the, the obvious that it was just such an outstanding event, but, you know, for it to go into extra time, to have all the ebb and flow that it did. But my goodness, I'd, I'd rate last weekend's um, uh, either with it or or even above it. And there were so many different stages to the game. That first 15 or 20 minutes, the intens- intensity of that battle um, and the whack and, and the physical contest and the fact that the Panthers had such dominant field position yet came up with a try from a, basically a tap back by the Broncos off a, uh, a, an unfortunate uh, drop kick out that didn't really go the way they wanted it to. And then we ended up with a an 8-6 half-time position. And then for after half-time, for the Broncos, their field position, the way they all of a sudden got themselves into some attack and then man to go bang, bang, bang. You know, I mean, he's, he's had a outstanding season for a player to score three tries in a grand final as he did you just don't lose games let alone grand finals at 24-8 with 20 minutes to go do you and just to watch what then unfolded and Jimmy I couldn't agree with you more I I thought Cogger was super gee I thought Leota when he came back on he just absolutely put a stamp on the game and and the set of six before um, Nathan's line break, you know, he really all of a sudden gave them some grunt and some go forward and then lo and behold, he's a big front rower galloping through at a thousand mile an hour in support and then yeah, we had uh, uh, the 40-20 and then Nathan late and um, yeah, Cog has picked up that great contract to go to the Knights on a three-year deal. Gee, I tell you what, um, I think he's got, you know, good money for the position that he was in when he signed that mid-year he went on to the open market today, I think there'd be um, a, a decent little bit of mayonnaise as a top-up to that new deal. But, you know, to the victors go to spoils. I mean, it was, they were just outstanding on the day, that, especially that last 10 minutes. Showed his ability to play 14, hooker, 5'8", <laughs> halfback, whatever you like, with Jack Cogger. 200 tackles for the Broncos at halftime, 150 for Penrith, and maybe that came back to bite them 
a little bit back end of the game. All right, let's look back before we look forward, boys, in an abbreviated edition of Market Watch for Top Sport. How did we go? I think I had Panthers 1-12, to um, $3. I had Liam Martin anytime try scorer, so no good on that one. And I did take... Uh, I was looking for the all-up on that with a minus three and a half. So that didn't salute as well. How had you boys fare? Yeah, well, just having a look at the uh, results, we got the, the 1 to 12 of the Panthers up and then um, uh, we got a couple of our NFL results up. So the uh, we, we got a balance there of 1,787. Of course, Detroit did what they do best and, and got the result um, <laughs> for our charity bet there and Dallas covered the minus seven as well. So 1,787 in the kitty. Uh, but yes, we... We did anchor a lot of our legs with the Panthers minus three and a half, which just fell short. Mm. Yes, we did. Well, I, I picked up the Panthers um, back in June, and, and so that was my longer-term play, um, 3.25 back then, so a nice result of the day. I did think they covered a line, which clearly they didn't. Picked up Crichton as an anytime try scorer, but my other two anchors, which was around uh, uh, Tavava on the on the left and um, Luai uh, did not come through, but... Um, there was, gee, there was some really interesting market moves on the Saturday and the Sunday, and I know a lot of that's uh, probably led by uh, the trade-off and the hedging around what Bedar had done. But, um, yeah, there were some really big uh, money moves around a couple of partic- particular players for um, either any time try scorer or honours in the game, which in the end uh, fell short. And once again, uh, Tristan picked up the cash, and no wonder he had a lovely weekend in Sydney. But... Yeah, I mean, just a cracking game. Yeah, it was going to stay at the Caravan Park, ended up staying at the Langham. Uh, so there you go. Well done to you, Tristan. So um, uh, you didn't want to mention, I know you mentioned Detroit minus one, but you didn't want to mention Miami versus Buffalo over the 54. I think they got over nearly 154, didn't they? But uh, the $3.40 all up on that one. So we'll get to an NFL tip. Just quickly, um, just on Moses Leodi, you mentioned that uh, undergoing a scan at the moment, results back late today, I think. So New Zealand's sweating on his fitness for the Pacific Championship. Have you got a market up for that with Top Sport, Tristan? Uh, the Pacific Championship, we absolutely do. We've got the cup winner where Australia are $1.37, the Kiwis $3.80 and Samoa are at $8. So obviously the Aussies very, very firm favourites in that market. Then in the bowl winner, we've got PNG at $1.75, Fiji $2.10 and the Cook Islands 19 So it's going to be a really, uh, really tight battle there uh, in the uh, PGV uh, PNG. So we'll have all the match markets up uh, next week uh, when they get a little bit closer. So teams will come out, but Jared straight away, no Nathan Cleary. Um, speculation around Dylan Edwards playing on the wing for Australia. Valentine Holmes not available first game. Surely New Zealand's the value at 380. I have to think that they are. Um, Jimmy and um, you know that that Australian side is far different than what we would have expected a few months ago. And uh, gee, the workload on on these players now um, is uh, so significant. You know, we talked about it this time last year that we ended up having a belated World Cup. Again, we've now got uh, belated Test football uh, matchups at the end of the season and. Yeah, we, we want international football. We need international football, but somehow we need to readjust the scheduling and draw and, and the workload on some of these top-line players. But, um, yeah, a lot going on with international football and some really nice matchups. That that game is going to give the Kiwis a big chance, Jimmy. I guess the key for the Kiwis is just going to be what they do at number nine and if they can make that work. 
I just find it fascinating that uh, on the back of the Warriors having such a great season, uh, you know, one of the best seasons they've had for a long time. They've only got one player in the squad. It just shows the the quality there that are in the uh, in 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 the uh, New Zealand outfit. And obviously, we know there's a few people unavailable. But yeah, it's certainly going to be a very very interesting uh, few weeks coming up. Torhu Harris unavailable, Murata Niakura unavailable. I can imagine they would have been immediately selected by Michael Maguire if they were available. So they are significant losses for that New Zealand side. Um, All right, lads, let's get to the NFL. We've had Thursday night footy already and the previously 0-4 Chicago Bears get home with a big win against the Washington Commanders. But week five, starting with the game over at Tottenham, Jared, where are you looking at for the NFL in week five? Oh, Jimmy, you've got to go to Sunday. There's an absolute mouth-watering matchup. Now, before I get to that, let's just quickly mention those Detroit Lions. I, I think uh, home favourites, this is the first time in five years uh, that they've been as warm a favourite. So talk about a turnaround and off a big resounding win last week. They, they're up against the much maligned Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Lions are at a minus 10. Uh, it'd be hard to be against the Lions, and I'm sure the Tristan's all over that. But I want to go to what I think is uh, week five, if not in the first five weeks, the best matchup that we've had so far. We've got the Dallas Cowboys on the road in the Levi Stadium at Santa Clara the San Francisco 49ers. Three and a half is not enough for mine. I'm all over that. I love the 49ers. Um, I think they're very, they've absolutely had the wood on the Cowboys over the last three or four seasons, including a couple of major playoff uh, victories by big margins. And I think when the the, uh, going gets tough, they are the tough to get going against the Cowboys. So all over the 49ers, minus three and a half, a dollar nine. 22 with top sport at the moment. I think they'll give the Cowboys, uh, I think, a 7 to 10-point winning margin. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fantastic game. The the 49ers have been the team of the other uh, competition so far, and, and Dallas has been pretty good too, other than their one effort. But I think this will really, uh, if, if, if San Fran win by that margin that Jared's indicating, they'll be a much, much, much warmer for test. But... The other team that uh, the other game I'm looking forward to is uh, Jacksonville against Buffalo, which is at, at Tottenham Stadium. As you say, Buffalo bounced back with a really good win against Miami. But the uh, the other one where um, I, I'm I'm going to put my uh, my bet on for this weekend is Kansas City against Jimmy's Minnesota Vikings, where the line's three and a half. Um, you know, the Vikings uh, got a result there recently, but I just think Kansas is starting to. To warm into the season, they're they're a little bit sluggish against the Jets, but I think this might be uh, the the game they start to turn turn things around. And minus three and a half at a dollar ninety one, I'm going to take the minus there. Will the Swifties be there? <laughs> You'd like to think so, Jimmy. <laughs> um, they have they, they Jimmy. They say the ticket sales in advance now for any of the Chiefs games. Um, have absolutely gone through the roof with all the Swifties wanting to jump in just in case she ends up turning up. Never heard of Travis Kelsey, but they love Taylor Swift. <laughs> Fantastic. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Tottenham. I'm going to go to the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm going to say with a revamped offense uh, against the, the high-running Buffalo Bills, and everyone seemed to be falling in love with the Bills again and Josh Allen. Uh, $2.96, not quite the head-to-head, but the plus 
five and a half at a dollar eighty-seven. They're very used to playing over there in London. Uh, in fact, they're staying there for the week and having yes. another game next week. So I'm going to say familiarity breeds success. So I'm going to well, success at the line anyway. Jacksonville plus five and a half as my best bet in the NFL. Tristan. No staking plan, just all on the all on the line, Jimmy. All on the line, uh, all on the line. Thank you very much. Well, Sorry. it's a dead, it's a dead number, five and a half, isn't it? I mean, uh, and I think that that's a teasing position from from the bookies uh, with such a dead number. It's not seven, uh, it's not six. Um, Jimmy, we haven't had a lunch bet for weeks. Why don't we do that here? Um, I'm not convinced that the Jags are as good as you might suggest especially against the Bills. Yes, they got the advantage of being in London for the last week. The Bills are on the road. But uh, I think what the Bills have shown us over the last couple of weeks, in particular last week, if they take that to London, I don't think five and a half is enough for mine. Forget Kirk Cousins. Go Trevor Lawrence is (laughs) what I'll say on that one. Now, racing at Rose Hill and Flemington on Saturday. Jared, where are you taking us for your best of the weekend? Jimmy, I wanted to go to uh, to Ramwick, and things really hotting up, aren't they? Um, again, just an outstanding meeting, and we've got the big Everest a week later, Saturday week or tomorrow week, and I'll have a good bet for us in the Everest next week. There you go, but we'll hold back for a week. But I want to go to the last race, Jimmy. Horse called Kyobi, race 10, number two. Due to the form around, it's very strong. Uh, it was fresh, on pace and ends up between uh, Cabo and uh, Casablanca, two very good horses. Back to 1,300, gets a three-kilo claim, drops back to a BM78, gets a really nice map, very keen, somewhere around a $2.90. I thought that looked a good price. Uh, race 10, number two, Kyobi for mine. Yeah, that, that's on. There's been a little bit of support for it already. It's actually at Rose Hill, just for anyone out there following along. Oh, Rose So just be there mindful of that. I'm going to take us to race eight at Rose Hill, the same venue. And I'm going to look for a little bit of value here. Uh, Detonated Jack, it's um, it's been well back 850 into 650. I think it's going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, and and I think uh, I, I think it's a very wide open race. So I'm going to throw our $50 each way staking plan on. That's race eight, number 10, Detonated Jack. All right. Um, I'm going to go down to Flemington, race seven. Number three, Shiraz, running out of the Waller Yard. D. Oliver will take the ride. This is in the Bart Cummings over the 2,500 or 2,510. Bit of money around for it too, number three, Shiraz. So $14 and $4 the place after it opened it. Uh, Well, it opened at 15. It's got out to 21s. Now a bit of money around there, uh, Tristan. So third up. Uh, when it does its best racing. All important staking plan with this, Tristan, of course, of course. So I'll go 50 each way. 50 each way in the Bart Cummins race, seven number three, Shiraz at $14 and $4. So, geez, it'll be a nice little bit of value if we can get that one over the line. Did you want to have a look at the lunch bet, Tristan? Are you? I saw you hovering around the back there, you know, but where are you going? Oh, I, I was... I was um... I, I was sitting on the fence on that one, and and I, I think what I might do because I I think it is uh, definitely uh, some very valid points what you touched on, Jimmy, which I probably didn't uh, give enough credit to the staying in England for uh, for the full week. So I'm actually going to go with you, which I'm sure you'll be happy with. I'll take the plus yeah, right, yeah. with you, Jimmy. Please. 
I'm not sure who's the happiest. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, you didn't you didn't want to touch uh, the Dallas Cowboys? No way. Uh, I know that Seattle Seahawks are going okay, but I tell you what, the way San Francisco are playing, they very they keep going for another couple of weeks. They could be my team. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good coach. He's a damn good coach. Uh, some of their running options uh, and some of his little plays last week. Really looking forward to what he brings out against um, against the Cowboys this week. And two little key watches in the NFL as we close out this week, guys. Uh, the Bengals. Uh, Burrow is just not what he's been. I think they're in all sorts of trouble. And as is the great coach of the Patriots. Um, I don't know he'll ever be sacked, but I don't know that he might end up being coach next year. They're in a lot of trouble there. No doubt about that. Uh, and just on Joe Burrow, there's a lesson there for everyone, isn't there? Do not sign a $50 million a year deal over five years. I think that's words that we can all take on board. <laughs> well, and then and then play injured. I mean, he's clearly, clearly very well hampered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good on you, gents. Uh, enjoy the weekend of racing and, of course, the Monday morning of the NFL uh, our time. Uh, and we will do it all again next week. All thanks to Top Sport. Enjoy Bathurst, Jimmy. Yes, enjoy it down there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. King of the mountains. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Mount, Mount Panorama. It is, I've got to say, they do it very well. Uh, thoroughly enjoying it. So, yes, this coming to you live from a, a suburb of Bathurst known as Orange. So, <laughs> here you go. Good on you, boys. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com.